everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Steven TPFL. Welcome to NFL Week 16 Podcast. Just want to give a quick shout out to Grant and Keith filling in on the football podcast last couple weeks. Really enjoyed taking a little break. And um, sounds like I didn't miss much last week because looking through some stats, last week looked like a train wreck. And um, Oh, it was. But anyway, joined today by my good buddy, genie for 07 grant um i mean i was looking through some stuff from last week i didn't i didn't really watch anything i followed the dolphins game um but overall um it really looked like i didn't miss much it might have been a good week to not play i mean i think i basically broke even i was close to taking down some tournaments didn't end up happening move on to next week it's gonna be another disaster this week should be beautiful so we are going to, I mean, we're going to break down the, the main slate, not the Saturday um, games and stuff, the main slate, and just kind of do what we normally do. This is a first look podcast. Um, I, I mean, it, it's as simple as saying it's a first look podcast because there's going to be some stuff changing from the time we record this on Wednesday night till, um, I mean, the slate happens on Sunday. So make sure you're paying attention to news and we're just going to give our initial thoughts on the slate in general. So jump into it um 11 games from as of right now anyway 11 games detroit lions atlanta falcons 42 and a half total here atlanta is a six point favorite um i mean right off the bat here we go um jared goff COVID 19 list um they did say that there's a chance he could play but it doesn't sound very optimistic so it might be like tim boyle getting the start DeAndre Swift um, is questionable as well, dealing with a shoulder injury, but it doesn't sound too serious. And the other one um, was Josh Reynolds. He's dealing with a little bit of a thigh injury. Atlanta, I mean, they're pretty much good to go. Um, Cordell Patterson and everything, um, good to go. So let's start here with Detroit. Uh, I mean, Detroit and Atlanta, this is – a very meaningless game as far as just anything goes. Is there anything standing out to you for the Lions? Not really. It kind of depends on the Jared Goff news. If Jared Goff ends up playing, I have a little bit of interest in him on Raw St. Brown. Um, he's been doing pretty darn well recently. Target totals over 10 in each of the last three weeks. Matchup versus Atlanta is obviously a pretty solid one. I think he's the main guy that you can end up going with if Goff plays. If Goff, Goff ends up sitting Boyle is 4K. I don't want to do it, but there are worse things you can do. Maybe pair him with Ross St. Brown. Um, if Goff ends up missing, I think DeAndre Swift is. I think DeAndre Swift, if he ends up playing, is kind of in play regardless. 6.3K. We know that he's a huge part of this offense. He's game script proof because he plays a lot in both the passing and the rushing game. So he'd be the guy, one guy that I'd care about regardless of if Goff plays. If Goff ends up sitting or the playing, then I think you can play Amon Ross St. Brown. That's kind of it. Like, he's he's been the main target in this offense. Josh Reynolds has been fine. Um, but St. Brown has been fantastic recently. and I, He'd be the one guy that would be willing to take a shot on. And I said Swift's injury doesn't seem too serious. It sounds more – what I was trying to say, um, I just read the report wrong, is he's getting close to returning. Um, so yeah, 
If he is out again, I like Williams a lot. Um, Jamal Williams coming back from the COVID um, reserve list. He should play here with no issues. Um, I mean, he missed the last two games, so but he's he's been back to getting full practices. So 5K against one of the worst run defenses in the league. Um, so I have some I have some serious interest in Williams, but it really comes down to if golf plays, like you said, for uh, St. Brown, if, if golf plays St. Brown's targets are fantastic right now. And I mean, 5,600 is a really fair price. As far as Atlanta is concerned, I mean, Russell Gage is clearly the number one receiver. Kyle Pitts is the secondary pass catcher. Detroit is one of the worst pass defenses in the league. I mean, what are we looking at here for Atlanta? I mean, at this point in my life, I hate playing Kyle Pitts. Um, <laughs> just the worst. I like, hey, get a mediocre outing from him and let's chase the two weeks where he crushed. One of which was only on a showdown slate in London. Um, Gage has been looking pretty good recently. I mean, he's probably the number one target in this offense. Ten plus targets in each in two of the last three weeks. Been putting up very solid numbers. He's been very good. I think he'll get overlooked a little bit on this slate. Patterson, I think, is a solid overall play. I'm staying away from Matt Ryan, but Patterson always gives you some upside. Gages look really good. Kyle Pitts is dead to me. I will say this, too, with a lot of potential weather on this slate. Um, Cold games, rain, snow. I mean, we got a lot of everything um, potentially here. So, I mean, this game's in a dome. So, makes me like this game a little bit more. Uh, but I like Gage. I like Cordell Patterson. I think he's in a spot that he could have a big game. And, I mean, Kyle Pitts is there. I mean, that's what I got. Kyle Pitts is there. New York Giants, Philadelphia Eagles, 40 and a half total here. Philadelphia is a 10-point favorite um, as far as injuries are concerned here. We know Jones shut down. Uh, Tony, I mean, he's expected back to facilities today thursday so we'll see if he makes a return here um i mean shepherd's out for the season and i mean barkley they've just kind of been limiting him during practice so i don't i think he plays philadelphia side jalen hurts um i mean he returned i think the biggest question here potentially is miles sanders playing or not playing i feel like that's something we've talked about all year um Let's start here with the Giants. What do we like here, if anything, for New York? The answer is nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Pretty I mean, much. Barkley had a great catch last week, but Glenn is not very good. Everyone's kind of priced where they should be. They have multiple mouths to feed, um, and they're not going to do much of anything. They have a 15.25 total. They're 10-point dogs. This is, this is just terrible. No interest in anything. Fade the Giants. I really like the Philly defense. Um, yes. really like the Philly defense. As far as the Philly offense is concerned, I mean, you can make an argument for playing playing Jalen Hurts. Um, I mean, you could take shots on Goddard, I think, as well. But overall, man, I don't, I don't really – I guess Goddard is really solid here. He's coming off of two really solid games. Um, Goddard, I think, is okay, but – I mean, if Sanders doesn't play, obviously that will open up some stuff. But overall, I mean, Hurts, Goddard, maybe. But I really like the Philly defense. 
Yeah, if Sanders ends up playing, I think that Sanders is a pretty solid play at 5.6K. He's been getting a decent amount of work going about up against the Giants. time. Yeah, going up against the Giants, he's going to end up rushing the ball a lot because guess what? The Giants are absolutely just terrible. Um, they're a huge favorite. Like Hurts can end up getting there in the rushing game. I don't think he's going to have to throw the ball a ton in this spot here. So Hurts, I think it's fine. Goddard is probably one of the better tight end plays on the slate, sitting under 5K, considering his workload in this offense. He's a very good play. Miles Sanders, very good play. Hurts, guy you could potentially pair with Goddard if you really want him to, because he can end up getting there on the ground. All right, cruising along already. We got Jacksonville at New York, um, taking on the Jets. 41 and a half total here. Jets, a... One point favorites uh, as far as injury news for here. Uh, the Jacksonville side, we're going to be kind of paying attention to Robinson. Um, I mean, he is dealing with a knee injury, but he's kind of playing through it. So I think he plays in this game. Uh, and then Chenault is someone that is dealing with a shoulder and a foot injury. On the Jets side of things, um, I mean, do we know, is Elijah Moore – was he on that like 10 day thing? Um, so we'll have to see if he gets back. Uh, oh, no, I guess he's already been ruled out for this game. So never mind. Um, so Elijah Moore's out and Crowder is questionable uh, with a calf injury. So we'll have to kind of pay attention to that. But starting here with Jacksonville, um, I mean, the Jets are allowing the most fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. Is this a spot we potentially trust James Robinson? Robinson is the best running back play on the slate. I'm assuming he's actually going to be owned as much. Um, but sitting under 6K, last week he only had 18 rush attempts, but they were down pretty much that entire game. Um, I don't care. I'm going to go straight back to the well with him. Going up against the Jets, one of the best matchups on the board. Robinson should touch the ball a whole lot in this game. I have no interest in anyone else. Like maybe Treadwell at – 3.5k dude's been getting a pretty decent workload recently <coughs> chenault ends up playing that should give him even more of a bump it'll probably become one of the chalkier um cheap wide receivers on the slate no no that's not true there we've got a lot of a lot of chalky cheap wide receivers here um so treadwell i think is a guy that could potentially take a shot on he's been getting a good amount of work here going up against the jets just not a good defense lawrence i'm staying away from jones I'm, I'm just sick of chasing it, and I'm just not going to chase it anymore. It's not worth it. Start off the season well. That's it. Don't play him. Uh, Treadwell's the play, but Robinson is absolutely fantastic in the spot. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think, um, I think the only guy that I have a ton of interest in here is Robinson. On the Jets side of things, I mean – I'm a little concerned, like, with Michael Carter and Coleman kind of sharing the workload. If Crowder plays, he's a guy that I have interest in. If he doesn't play, I mean, I just – the matchup's great against Jags and all, but – They're favored. I, I <laughs> Didn't know. think I'd see that out of the Jets. I just – I don't even know who to really, like, love here for the Jets, if anybody. Yeah, no, uh, I'm done with Zach Wilson. Uh even a matchup versus the Jaguars, it might be good. Like, if Crowder ends up playing, then yeah, I guess maybe worth a tournament shot on something like Super Draft, where I think it's like 1.6x multiplier. If Crowder ends up playing, I think you can take a shot on him just purely based on volume. Carter, 
wanted to play him last week, ended up playing him last week, ended up going poorly. Him and Coleman are kind of in a split position, and with Zach Wilson in the offense, he's not really dancing the ball off as much to Carter as guys like Mike White. Mike White, Kevin White. Mike White, Mike White, one, one of those guys. Um, not really jumping the, jump the ball off as much to Carter, so he's really not as fantasy relevant as he was. So really it's just Crowder here at 5K, just based sheerly on volume going up against one of the worst pass defenses in the league. If you want to play the Jets defense, which is something I would didn't think I'd say, um, I think that they're in play. I, I honestly, I think they're playable too. Yeah, I think they could end up – what do we currently have? We have them projected for 10% ownership. He told me at any point in the season I'd see Jets at 10% ownership. I would have probably just said they're playing Jacksonville or Houston. I mean, I really could see – I mean, I think you can make an argument for playing the Jets defense even. I don't think they'll come in that high, but, I, I mean, are they really cheap? Is that why they're – I mean, 2700 they're pretty cheap. Um it's my initial cool. like my initial build when I was doing research, I had no problems getting the Eagles defense. So things will change throughout the week. So we'll see. Tampa Bay at Carolina, forty-four total here. Tampa is a ten-point favorite. Um, I mean, Fournette's doubtful. Godwin's out. Evans and Brown are both questionable. And then on the Carolina side, uh, DJ Moore. They said he's going to be like a, a true game time call. Um, already saying that this week with the hamstring. So we'll have to kind of see. But, I mean, starting here with the Tampa side, I mean, Ronald Jones is going to see a lot of work here. Tough matchup. I mean, Carolina is a team that doesn't allow a ton of fantasy points to running backs. But I feel like the workload is just going to surpass everything here for Ronald Jones. Until Keyshawn Vaughn, for some reason, gets 20 carries. Could you see? I don't even I don't even think it's the carries. I think Keyshawn Vaughn could get like eight targets in this game. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I'm staying away from Keyshawn Vaughn. I am too. I'm just like, I just I could see it happening though. Well, I mean, it kind of depends on if Brown and Evans end up missing. I think they could end up using him a little bit more in this spot if Brown and Brown or Evans ends up missing. I mean, this is so tough. To break down, assuming that Brown and Evans are both in there, Brown is one of the best plays on the entire slate. He's sitting under 5K. He's one of the most talented wide receivers in the league. Even after a few-week absence, he's still too cheap and will be Brady's potentially number one option. I think Mike Evans is still very much in play without Godwin in there. He should see a lot of volume here. If Evans or Brown... Like, Gronk's a decent play regardless, but if Evans or Brown in this thing, then Gronk's immediately one of the best plays on the entire slate. Ronald Jones, regardless, of the best plays on the entire slate. If Brown or Evans ends up missing, then Brait immediately becomes a pretty solid play. I think they'll run more two tight end sets. Going up against Carolina, who gives up a little bit more uh, volume to tight ends than most teams. Like, this is just so weird. And then, obviously, Scotty Miller or Tyler Johnson could end up coming into a very viable cheap wide receiver spot. This this slate is bananas, to say the least, and this is one of the spots where you really have to look out for these injuries. I'm going under the assumption that both of them play, and I think Brown's a great play, and Ron Jones is a good, great play in that scenario. Yeah, I mean, if Evans sits and Brown plays, it's hard not to love Gronk and Brown. I think you could potentially play them together if that happens. Um, Tyler Johnson, I think, becomes interesting. 
in this one, but I think Gronk is just like you said. I think he's the guy that you're potentially locking in uh, for the Bucks here. On the Carolina side of things, I mean, Cam Newton did end up throwing the ball 38 times last week. Well, didn't they say that Darnold might be coming back and he may end up playing in the game at some point? I heard something weird about that. They did say he would get playing time. I mean, they did say that Newton will start and receive a bulk of the snaps. I did. I remember reading that as well. So, I mean, the slate is bananas. You're not playing Cam Newton, I think, right? Like, with that report, you're not playing Cam Newton. I think you could potentially play more in Anderson. But, I mean, it's not like Hubbard's a great, like, pass catching back. And, I mean, if you, I think you'd play Abdullah before you'd play Hubbard. Yeah, I'm fading. I'm fading Carolina. I don't care. I'm fading. Like, if Moore ends up missing, then I could potentially see playing Robbie Anderson. Um, Darnold did target him quite a bit, even though they were all terrible targets, and I hated that point in my DFS life because I kept going back to the well and just getting four points from him. But Cam's been targeting him, so regardless of who's in there for how long, Robbie Anderson seems a little bit underpriced. Um at 4.9K if DJ Moore ends up missing. Chargers and Texans. 45 and a half total here. Uh, Chargers a nine and a half point favorite in this one. Um, obviously, some news came out um, Wednesday. Eckler, COVID list. So, we'll see if, um, if he – I guess he has like a potential chance to play. So – We'll have to kind of see. And then on the Houston side, Cook's COVID list. Um, so, I mean, here we go. Um, bananas. Bananas. Going to the Chargers side, though, I mean, I like Herbert and Allen a lot in this game. It's just, I mean, yeah, we'll have to kind of see. Justin Justin Jackson is obviously too cheap at 4,200, going to be very, very popular on the slate. Yeah, yeah, no, without Eckler in there, assuming that he doesn't end up playing Jackson, is going to be a very solid spend down. But if you want, you can end up going with Joshua Kelly if you'd like. I think he's a pivot off of Jackson just based on where the ownership is probably going to be at. I think Keenan Allen's a solid overall play at 7.7K. Without Eckler in there, he should actually see an increase in targets would be my guess. I'm worried about the game getting out of hand, especially with Cooks not playing over on the other side. But most most likely you're looking at playing Jackson or Kelly in this spot just for some salary relief and set Kelly's more of the tournament play, I would assume, but wait and see where our ownership ends up going. Wait and see if Eckler is in fact ruled out. It's a interesting spot. So I don't, I don't really know what to say this early on in the week other than watch out for the Eckler news. And if he's out, figure out if you want to fade the chalky running back. Probably not. <laughs> yeah if it, anybody except for against houston <laughs> like yeah well, i think if you're if you're fading jackson then that means you're playing kelly right no i agree um i mean houston nothing right like there's nothing i i mean maybe Rex without cooks, like without cooks game script being like they've shown that they'll let mills pass the ball 40 times in a game that they're down, like they're just willing to let him sling it. Honestly, I have interest and I hate myself in Nico Collins, Conley and Dorsett, all of pivots off of like 
the KC cheap wide receivers and potentially the Tampa. I, I don't know. It's so tough. Only might not to, even play. He's dealing with a knee injury too. Gosh, I, I just, all the Nico Collins, baby. Let's go. Him and Philip Dorsett. <laughs> Such <laughs> trash. The slate is terrible to dissect this early in the week, but it's so much fun. Yeah, uh, Collins, Conley, Dorsett. I mean, just purely va- based off volume. Like one of them could easily end up with a hundred yard outing, eight catches. Like I don't, I don't know. I'm probably staying away from the running backs. I don't want to play Burkhead. Like I don't want to play David Johnson. I get, I don't want to play Freeman. I get it's a very good matchup versus the Chargers, and that these guys are cheap. But you have cheap running backs everywhere. You have cheap guys all over the place. This is not a slate where you need value. I mean, honestly, could potentially see. A decent outing from Brevin Jordan, who crushed my soul last week, but had seven targets the week before and without Cooks. Positive game script. I could see him or, I don't know, Farrell Brown end up going off for a game. Like, I know the Texans are trash. I know that Mills is not a good quarterback. But they are probably still going to pass the ball a decent amount here. Just if he completes 50% of his passes, someone's hitting value. Who it is, I mean, Nico Collins is probably the top guy to go with, followed by Dorsett, followed by Jordan, followed by Brown. But someone's going to hit value here. I just – I I'm going to be just <laughs> just throwing in darts and hoping for the best and breaking a hole through my TV at the end of the day. I will say this, too. I think the Chargers defense is in play. We didn't say anything about them. I think they're playing. Um, yeah, um, I think that, I think it's a given every single week. Whoever's playing the Jets, the Jags, or Houston, the defense is in play. Or and the Giants, <laughs> top four defenses on the slate. Whoever's playing them, and this week, top four projected defenses, I believe, are those four. All right, Buffalo at New England, 43-and-a-half total in this game. New England is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Were you shocked by that? I was a little shocked by it. I guess New England's at home. I'm not. I mean, they beat them in Buffalo. Granted, they just – that was the win game, and it was an absolute beautiful disaster. I mean, um, I was going to say, that game doesn't count. Um, that game was awful. Um, it was a, it I'm was not- probably really good a betting game, though. Oh, I bet on it. I think I won like a G. If I I would have been smart and no, that was actually live betting it. But if I would have been smart and just realized, hey, bet all the unders, then whoever did that, like especially with the Mac Jones, Max alt unders, just cleaned up. I saw a few screenshots and it was, there was some big losses, I think, for the sports books with the smart players that I should have been one of, but I'm a dummy. I mean, as far as injuries in this game are concerned, um, Bourne, they, I mean, they said there's a good chance or there's a chance that he could potentially play. Stevenson mispracticed with an illness and Harris is banged up with a hamstring. Beasley, um, he won't be available. Like he's, I thought, like he's one of those guys that has to be quarantined for a while. So, uh, starting with Buffalo, obviously the weather is something that we're going to be watching here. Um, but, I mean, how do you not have a ton of interest in digs in this game? How do you not potentially have some interest in, like, a, maybe Emmanuel Sanders? 
Yeah. Yeah, Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders. Gabriel Davis has been coming on a decent amount recently. Um, that Beasley and Lamp there pretty much have to kind of consider those guys. Tough matchup going up against New England, pretty solid overall defense. But one of these guys is going to end up getting there. I mean, Gabriel Davis and Sanders, if Sanders ends up playing, just far too cheap. I'd like both those guys. Diggs hasn't really shown the huge amount of upside. I don't think this is a spot. Singletary, um, who was it? Zach Moss was a healthy scratch last week, if I remember correctly. Singletary's not really a guy I want to end up playing, even after getting 22 rushing attempts last week. I just can't really trust this rushing offense. I, I it, yeah, it's 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 Gabriel Davis and Sanders. Like those two guys are just too cheap, and they should get the volume without Beasley in there. I wonder what the odds were that Beasley was going to get COVID before the season. <laughs> I mean, if Emmanuel Sanders sits too, Gabriel Davis would be someone that I would really like here. And I think you potentially, if that happens, maybe even take some shots on like Isaiah McKenzie and large field like tournaments that are very top heavy. Um, the New England side. Oh, and I, I, I will say that I really don't hate Josh Allen in this game. I think he gets up for this game and has a big game if the weather is good. Uh, the New England side of this game, I mean, we'll have to pay attention to Stevenson and Harris um, and Bourne. But, I mean, it's hard not to have some interest here in Jacoby Myers. Um, but outside of him, I think it's, it's kind of iffy um, who you'd be taking shots on on the passing game. Yeah, no, not really a ton of interest in almost anyone. If without born in there, with likely without born in there, um, still has a chance to play. I think Myers definitely has an uptick. And I think Agar is a decent overall play at 3,600. But guess what? We have like 53K wide receivers to play on this slate. So not really enthralled by playing him. If Stevenson or Harris ends up missing, then I think you play the other guy. If both end up playing, then. I'm probably going to stay away. Um, just too much other things on the slate. Not a terribly high total game. New England spreads things around. I mean, Hunter Henry at 4.7K isn't the worst idea in the world. He can obviously get it done. Um, but, yeah, like it, it, it's mostly Jacoby here without Bourne in there. But I'm not really enthralled on playing anyone here. Yeah, I mean, I like the Buffalo side, so I'll definitely probably have some exposure to running it back with Myers, maybe even a Hunter Henry type plays. And then, I mean, if Harris or Stevenson sit, you know, maybe taking a shot on one of those guys. But yeah, you hate playing running backs from New England. I mean, Bolden could be a guy that gets 50% of the workload. So classic Bill. Rams, Vikings, 49 total, um, the highest total on the main slate. Rams, a three-point favorite here. I mean, we'll have to kind of see if Thielen and Cousins are going to play in this one. You never typically see Cousins on the injury report. Um, So ankle for Thielen, ribs for Cousins. Um, Starting here with the Rams side of things, I mean – I think this is going to be a game that a lot of people are going to stack. And I think for good reason, you know, the everyone's going to play Cooper cup, but how do you not play him? You have to play him because you have <laughs> limited value everywhere. I mean, like, how do you not play him? Like, how do you not play a guy that has 1600 yards on the season facing the team, allowing the most fantasy points to wide receivers? Like, I mean, 
If you're not playing Cooper Cup, you're like way overweight on like Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson or OBJ. Or OBJ, is, yeah. Yeah, is, I, I thought Cooper Cup had more touchdowns at the end of the season. He's he's not gonna not gonna end up hitting that record. He might hit the yards record. Gosh, banana season. Um yeah, Cooper Cup is immediately one of the best spin-ups on the entire slate going up against Minnesota. Minnesota's not a great defensive team. This should end up being a close game because every single Minnesota game is a close game. Cooper Cup, fantastic. Just crushes every single week. You have the money to spend up for it. Everyone else is going to do it. I'm probably going to do it. I'm going to hate myself until he puts up 30 points, and then I'll be like, okay, I made the right move. If you're not going to play him, then probably have a little bit of interest in Beckham or Jefferson or Higby if he's back in the lineup, which he should be at 3.8K. Seems like a little bit too cheap of a price tag. Even though Minnesota has one of the worst rushing defenses in the league, I don't know if I fully trust this kind of running back by committee thing going on here. Like Michelle's getting a decent amount of work every single week. I don't know if I can really trust him or Henderson. I know it's a good matchup, but we have so many different plays on the slate. I don't see either of these guys going for 20-plus, which is probably what you're going to need out of them. So play Cooper Cup. Play Stafford if you want. You have the money. Yeah, I mean, I I think Cooper Cup's the best spend up on the slate. Mm-hmm. Assuming that Hill and Kelsey do not play. Touche. Um, I mean, the Minnesota side on the other side of this game, it's hard not to love Justin Jefferson. Um, the second with, best to end up on the slate. Yeah, I mean, like, this is just a game that you're stacking. Um, yeah. How easy is it to stack this game with Cup, Jefferson, and either Cousins or Stafford? Like yeah. on this slate, you can get the two top. What? Like, let's see. If you play, I'm, I'm going to check here real quick. You play Cup and you play Jefferson, you have less than 5K to spend per position. That's super easy to do on this slate. Yeah. I mean, Dalvin Cook, I, I think he's in play just because of the workload and the ceiling that he presents. Um, but, I mean, we've talked about it all year. Minnesota is one of the easiest teams to play in fantasy. Cook, Jefferson, Thielen, Cousins. And if Thielen sits, then Cook Maybe and Jefferson. One of them, yeah. yeah. One of Cook or Jefferson's going off of 30 points if if Thielen ends up sitting. That's, that's just how it's going. Like, this is very easy to do. Play one of them. Moving on. We got Baltimore at Cincinnati. 45 total here. Cincinnati is a three-point favorite in this one. Um, I mean, looking at the Baltimore side, it all kind of depends on Lamar Jackson. Still dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, They did say that he was supposed to return to practice Wednesday and did not. Um, So we'll have to kind of see if, Lamar plays or not. Um, Marquise Brown, 14 targets last week with, um, was it Hunley at quarterback? Uh, Mark Andrews, 13. I mean, whether Lamar plays or not, I still like Brown and Andrews. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I like Huntley if Lamar ends up sitting. I mean, he looked pretty darn good last weekend. He's got that rushing upside. 6K is a tough price tag to pay for him, but he looks good, and he loves Andrews. So I really like Andrews regardless of who plays. Um, outside of that, yeah, I mean, Hollywood Brown's not the worst idea in the world at 5.8K. Um, probably staying away from the running game here. 
like Freeman, Murray, both being in there, just not really guys I want to play on a slate with so many different value options. I'd just rather end up going elsewhere. I don't see either of them going off for a 25-point game here, so they're not really going to be a big uh, decider on this slate. So Andrews, absolutely love him, even at 7K. If Hundley ends up playing or if Jackson ends up playing, you can play him. On the Cincinnati side, I mean, Baltimore, tough defense. Don't get me wrong, but Jamar Chase, I mean, I feel like he's in a prime spot for a bounce-back type of game. Mixon is potentially playable. I think Joe Burrow is someone that's playable. I mean, it's a division game that matters. Um, what are your thoughts here on Cincinnati? Main guys, as always, Chase, Higgins, Mixon. Mixon being my favorite going up against Baltimore. Guy gets overlooked pretty often. I know he's not going to do a ton in the receiving game, but he's going to get 20-plus rushes in all likelihood if they're leading. Um, has multi-touchdown upside. But not really a huge fan of, like, Chase and Higgins really haven't gotten done as much as I'd like. Burroughs, he's always fine. 5.9K seems like a little bit too cheap of a price tag for him. So I'll take some shots on him, but hasn't gotten done in like eight weeks. He's, I think he's still dealing with that finger injury, probably. But like it, for me, it's, it's mostly just mixing here. All right, we move on to the 4 o'clock games. we got the Bears and the Seahawks. This game has some potential weather. It's a 43 total. Um, Seattle is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. That's saying a lot right now, um, it's the way that Seattle's been playing. Not saying a lot because it's against the Bears. It is. Duh, Bears. Um, I mean, Lockett, questionable, but very close to being activated off the COVID list. Um, Metcalf questionable, but I mean, he's expected to play um, fields. I mean, dealing with a little bit of an ankle injury, but I think he plays through it. Um, and then Collins is kind of the question mark on Seattle. So going to Chicago first here, is there anything that you like for the bears? Montgomery and Mooney are both fine. It's a fine tight end play. Um, 3.3 K. Mooney, like he's seen, he's Fields' favorite target, but he doesn't really break the mold on this slate. Montgomery is probably the most interesting. I know Seattle has been better defensively recently, but they're still not a great rushing defense. He's got gets the bulk of the workload. He can easily end up with a hundred yard game here. Um, it's really like Montgomery is the only one that I have a moderate amount of interest in, but I don't love him on this slate. Yeah, I mean. For Chicago, for me, Montgomery is really the only guy that I have interest in, you know, pass catching back that is getting work both, you know, in the run game and in the passing game. And like you mentioned, Seattle's second most fantasy points per game all season, third most over the last four four games. So definitely a good spot for David Montgomery. And then on the Seattle side, I mean, I'll look at the running back situation and in I'll look at the pass catching situation, but I don't love this game overall. Yeah. I mean, Penny's probably my favorite at 5.5 K. We know Pete Carroll loves to run the ball. Probably going to try and see what he's got for the rest of the season. He's been getting a bulk of the carries recently. Um, then you can always pair Russell Wilson with either Metcalf or Lockett. Like Everett's an all right tight end play, but doesn't really stand out as a great one on this slate at 3.7 K. Like, 
Seattle offense is pretty much what we know them to be. And that's Lockett or Metcalf generally goes off for a pretty easy game, except for recently when Russell's been playing terribly. And Pete Carroll's going to run the ball with Penny. That is what it is. Pete Carroll does not change. Yeah, but do you worry about Penny if Collins plays? It does worry me a little bit more. And they've been giving, like, DJ Dallas some carries. I don't know. Oh, that's because Pete likes to run the ball 30 times in a game. Because Pete's an uh, old man and he's stubborn. I mean, I like Penny if Collins sits. Yeah. I don't mind him in that scenario. So, all right, moving on. We got Pittsburgh at Kansas City. Um, I think this is easily the most interesting game on the slate because of, you know, potential people being out. Um, I mean, this one's so tough. Kelsey and Hill both covid list i mean everything that i read was both of them are vaccinated and both of them have a chance to play but they're both very questionable um so going to the pittsburgh side first anything standing out to you here for pittsburgh same thing as always Najee or johnson Najee is going to get all the work at running back johnson's probably going to get 10 plus targets i know he didn't last week but the volume's always there every single week. Game script kind of favors them passing the ball a decent amount. So it's those two. Like that, that's it. I don't I don't want to really want to mess with Claypool anymore. I'm not playing Big Ben. Friar Muth, if he ends up playing, then at 4.3K, he's a marginal tight end on the slate. Don't really think I will have much any of them, but he does have touchdown upside. Who knows if he'll end up playing, but uh it's Deontay and it's Harris. Yep, I mean, Harris and Johnson are the two guys that I have the most interest in here. And then on the Kansas City side, I mean, if Hill and Kelsey sit... Everything. Everything. I really like Edwards Hilaire, right? And Demarcus Robinson, Pringle. I mean... Hardman. Like, the clear, chalkiest plays on the slate are probably going to be Pringle, Hardman, and Robinson. Yeah, Mahomes is good enough where he can make, get it done with anyone. And those guys are going to catch the ball. Like, yeah, CEH is probably going to do a decent amount of work. Maybe we could see them running some two running back sets with Williams and CEH. And Williams can get some done in the passing game. But you don't – you have Patrick Mahomes, and every single one of his skill players are under 6K. This is just chalk central here. We'll see. I mean, honestly, I, I'd, I'd prefer if Hill or Kelsey ends up playing, and I'll play one of them. But if they, if they both end up sitting, this is just a garbage slate that I will still play and probably lose money on playing the chalk. <laughs> I mean, there's, I'll definitely want to see what like, the ownership for Robinson towards Pringle is. Um, I mean, I think they're basically the same play if Hill sits, so probably take the lower owned of the two we finish it out with denver at las vegas taking on the raiders 41 and a half total here denver is a one and a half point favorites um bridgewater out right concussion will not play yeah, he's rolled out this week all right drew lock at quarterback um i mean there's a bunch of question marks early in the week right here uh javante williams is questionable 
Uh, Gordon is questionable. And then on the Vegas side, Jacobs and Waller are both questionable. Um, I mean, I highly doubt Waller comes back for this game if he's not like 100%, but we'll see. Uh, going to the Denver side here, I mean, Drew Locke at quarterback. We have a little bit of sample size with him, but I mean, who knows what we're doing here with Denver? I mean, if Melvin or Williams end up sitting, I'm playing the other guy a ton. Um, if they both end up playing, I think they're both viable targets, but not really great ones on this slate. With Locke of the helm, like Sutton or Judy or Patrick could go off for a decent game. They're all cheap enough, even Fant. Like, you're just basically guessing on who it's going to go to. We don't really know. You don't have a huge sample size of Locke. He might not be great. I'm guessing they're just going to run the ball 40 times on the ground. So I'm probably just going to stick with Williams or Gordon. And if one of them ruled out, I'm just hammering the other guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind taking some tournament shots on like uh, a Noah Fant or Cortland Sutton, Jared Judy. But overall, I mean, it's the running game. If one of them said if they both play, I mean, might take some shots on Williams. I just, I mean, he has been getting a little bit more of the the snaps. If I mean, if Melvin Gordon sits, like Lock. Williams is one of the best plays on the slate. I don't care how much value there is, Lock and Williams. Yeah, and then on the Vegas side, I mean, the, the the biggest thing here, the biggest concern for Vegas is just how good the Denver defense has been. Um, if Waller sits, I mean, Foster Moreau and Hunter Renfro, Zay Jones potentially, but, I mean, I don't have a ton of interest in Vegas here. Yeah, I mean, if Waller ends up sitting, then I definitely will have some interest in Renfro. He's, I know he didn't really have a great week last week if i remember correctly but prior to that he's just putting up huge numbers he's basically taking the renfro role and the walla role getting 10 plus targets a game should still pay off the 6.8k price tag i think jacobs is fine at running back but i can name like 10 other guys that are better than him as a play this week so he'll be in my gbp pool but that's kind of it and if waller's out yeah just go back to the well and moreau i know it's not an easy matchup for any of these guys but Someone's going to end up scoring points. So Moreau's too cheap at 3.6K if Waller ends up sitting. Renfro's too cheap at 6.8K if Waller ends up sitting. Jacobs is just a throw-him-in-your-pool type running back. All right. Uh, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, give me a quarterback that you like for 300-plus yards this week. Uh <sighs> This is a tough one. Honestly, can't be in the top five. Yeah, no Mahomes, Allen, Brady, Herbert, or Stafford. Easy. I'm going to go the other side, and I'm going to say Cousins. Figured you would. Yep. Going to stack that game a lot. A lot. Um, Low-owned running back for a touchdown. Uh, ownership will change throughout the week, but uh, someone that you're potentially eyeing right now. Javante Williams, I guess, is the only one I know will likely be low-owned unless Gordon ends up sitting. And it's who knows. Yeah, I mean, I am going to play a little bit of uh, Jacksonville defense, so give me Michael Carter to score a touchdown this week. Or Jets defense. I'll probably play some Jacksonville defense soon. 
Um, quarterback wide receiver stack for a touchdown. I don't want to go easy. Yeah, gosh. Um, Russell Gage, Matt Ryan. All right. Um, trying to go off the board a little bit as well. I mean, this isn't really off the board, but give me Joe Burrow and Chase. Wide receiver. I don't think they're going to be that highly owned. No, I mean, looking at the ownership, they, they shouldn't be. Um, wide receiver for at least eight targets. I'm going to go with Amon Ross St. Brown. Going a little off the board. I like that one. I'm going to go try not to take one of these expensive guys. Give me Jimmy, give me Jacoby Myers to get eight plus targets this week. I like it. Give me a tight end for a touchdown, Grant. Uh gosh. Um Foster Moreau. Can I cheat and just say Gronk? <laughs> I mean the cheat would probably be Andrews, but yeah, those two guys are pretty pretty likely. Um, I'm going to go way off the board and say Kyle Pitts scores a touchdown. Third highest price. What, he has end? one touchdown oh, on I know. the season. I'm saying it's funny that the third highest price tight end, who's really a wide receiver, is actually off the board. <laughs> he is currently projected for 2% ownership. Gosh, yeah, it might be too high. I shouldn't have looked at that. Give me a defense to score 10 or more points this week. Um, I'm trying, I'm trying not to. I, I'm 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 going with the Jags. All right. I'm gonna go Denver. I like it. Really like that call. I'm proud of you, Stevie. Denver against Vegas. Yeah, Denver. I think the defense wins them the game. So there you go. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? The slate is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. It's going to wrap it up here for week 16. Hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. Enjoy the weekend. Um, bunch of fun stuff, man. We got football. We got basketball. Um, so thanks for hanging out. We'll be back next week, week 17. Um, it's crazy. We're at week 17 already. Um, but, hey, there's 18 weeks this season. So. Hey, we got a couple more weeks of football. Grant, always a pleasure. We'll be back next week. Good luck, everyone. See you then. See you, kids.